One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good lad. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. We recorded a lot of the shows around Christmas and New Year from home, so today is our first day all back in studio together since pre-World Cup, I think I'm right in saying. Wow. And when yeah, I say so all, I'm, I'm talking myself here, Murph. Yeah, hello there, everyone. Simon over there. Hey, fellas. Hey, Cy Ken, of course. Hello, Owen, how are you? And the great Ted. Yeah, he's not asleep in Ken's arms, but he's looking extremely contented. Low energy. Yeah, low energy. Well, low energy, Ted. I think Ted. Ex- <laughs> low energy, <laughs> lion Ted over there. Mm. I think. <laughs> I think. I think Ted expended all his energy in an incredibly excitable entry, re-entry to the office. Wow, wow. It, was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch this morning. Did you miss us as much as Ken? See, as much as Ted seemed to. Get? I did, and I missed you. I missed you seeing you guys, being around you, smelling you. Mm. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to lay my hands on you yet, Ken. Give me yeah. a big old hug and tell you, Maybe we'll do that welcome back. This. Well, we've had plenty of time. We've been here a few hours now. Ah, yeah, but I just wanted just to, get, go and wanted to get, his ba- get his bearings before I let the big bear get his paws on him. <laughs> we managed to get three days into 2023 before considering what happens to the Irish rugby team in World Cup year when Johnny Sexton gets injured, Simon. But Sexton isn't the only player who we could maybe... We could do with having nice and fit around September, October time. I'm going to put our guest today, Andrew Porter, in that category. Are you talking about wrapping them in cotton wool? I'm talking about <laughs> the untouchables, Murph. The ones you wrap in cotton wool. Wow. Yeah. A lot of cotton wool required to wrap uh, Andrew <laughs> Porter, I'd wager. <laughs> um, yeah, Andrew Trimble, every time we bring up Furlong and Sexton, he goes, what about Porter too? And a big part of that is him moving to Loosehead, which only happened a little over a year ago. And he obviously started Loosehead, then moved to Tighthead and was seen as a constructed Tighthead. But moving back to Loosehead, it's sort of freed him up to do all the other stuff he does, like turnovers and carrying the ball. And it means our best three front rowers are on the pitch. Plus, we've had Sheehan come through now. So we've gone from like a front row that did a job and was a little mm. more functional. And yes, we had Tyke Furlong to now like ones that can make us into the sort of change makers to change the way Ireland play. And Porter's a huge part of that. Before, well, we'll hear from him in a little bit. Did you want to ask about the weekend's Pro 14, though? What's mm-hmm. stood out to you? Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, it's called the URC now. Oh, my God. The I did. Pro I literally did that on Premier Sports as well. Uh, live the Cal- the Celtic League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not great when they're rights holders, you know? And I'm <laughs> promoing it. And in, my, in my ear, they're just saying, 
did you say Pro 14? I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit. I couldn't possibly have said the board. Oh, wait. I, I, I was like, I don't see the Board of Reavers results yeah, along here. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the URC. How are something. the Reavers going? <laughs> um, so, the big result again is Ulster and Ulster losing and losing late. And again, they should have won. Uh, Benetton away. Benetton are actually quite good now. I think they're sixth in the table. But yeah, lost a late, as they did against Munster. They have La Rochelle away next week, who just put a hiding on Toulouse. So the thing is, we, we were talking about McFarland and how he's changed the province and, and made them really more fluid. And literally the second we said Ulster are now the second best province in Ireland and they now need to be looking upwards, mm. chasing Leinster, that's the next step for them. Amazing backline, you know, they're picking... He says we. Hume and <laughs> Simon, definitely, <laughs> Simon definitely made that point. <laughs> and the royal we. Yeah. McFarland seems to have gotten them to this point and then Trimble again has hinted at this that McFarland maybe isn't the guy to figure out the mental side of what Ulster have and they're definitely a province this is going back ages where they just struggle mentally it used to be mainly with Leinster but then with big games in Europe as well they sort of find a way to lose and now they're, they've lost five in six and all five of those you could say were horrible underperformances given the talent they have they should have lost to Connacht well to make it six out of six and, um, yeah, it's it's gone from, you know, us writing off Munster season and saying, what's next for Ulster to basically swapping places where Munster is starting to look a little more solid, a bit more gritty, starting to actually put stuff together that Mike Prendergast looks like he's he's got his some of his game plan come through to the point where Ulster now are in free fall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like... The fact that like there's different ways to lose, but the fact that they're in each one of these games, there's mental frailty, um, and maybe McFarland isn't the guy to fix it. Before we hear from Andrew Porter, lots of reaction to the replaying last week of our old interview with Gianluca Vialli from 2007, when young Owen and young Ken had mm. the pleasure of spending some time with the great Vialli. One bit in particular stood out to people. Now, he went on to score 40 goals in 83 games for Chelsea, which is a fairly impressive record, I'd say, by anyone's standards. Ultimately, though, you were benched, put on the subs bench by Rude Hullett. Now, we actually met Hullett a few weeks ago in Dublin and we were chatting to him. Uh, he seems a, a nice enough guy, but there's a bit of a touch of arrogance about him. Did you find working with him, uh, with you as a player and Hullett as a manager, that he could be maybe a little bit of an asshole at times? <laughs> an asshole? Well, um, initially our relationship was good, but then uh, he had to make decisions, and uh, I didn't totally agree with. What a beautiful, <laughs> what a beautiful laugh, Shinnik <laughs> Bialy. We must say there, yeah. But really took the high road, didn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. when faced with this sort of this sort of foul-mouthed questioning, <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, at least I dropped in the fact that Bialy himself had a very respectable goal return by anyone's standards. Fourteen eighty-three, better than it now sounds. Mm, yeah, young, younger listeners would probably say 40, he, he, they couldn't even score a goal in every second game. <laughs> no, uh, better than that. And of course, he wasn't playing all those minutes, you know? No. We've yeah. got to, we need to see goals, goals per minutes mm. in order to judge that 40 and 83 more accurately. That interview is available in full on the World Service. Now, Andrew Porter, Simon, talking to us today as part of the Tackle Your Feelings campaign, mm-hmm. which aims to help people be proactive about their mental health as a free-to-download app that anyone, anyone can use. Mm. Yeah, and he's... Kind of the perfect ambassador. He's He's been doing interviews for a couple of years now and he's always very open in them. But one of the first interviews he ever did really was talking about how he lost his mum to cancer when he was 12. And then he struggled in school. That happened just as he was starting secondary school and he struggled with his mental health and he had an eating disorder. 
But before he even really made a massive breakthrough, he was doing interviews about this. So he's a guy who's obviously wants to speak and speak openly, has always spoken openly. So he's a great ambassador for this campaign. Here's Andrew Porter. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. New Zealand, Tulai Tani getting for the try on the near side of the pitch. Oh, yeah, I don't believe it. Ryan Tully scores! Oh my goodness! They've managed it! It's 22 each! Have you got a chance? Uh, no. No, uh, I genuinely will be happy with a 20 point differential. What? I think, I think that would be a success, yeah. Losing by 20 points would be a success? Yeah. Come on. Losing by 20 points would be a success? Yeah. Come on. Six minutes to play. Now Mario out of Carberry. Still running with the ball. Zebo in a bit of space. And there's plenty of room too. All Blacks flying back in defence. Off it goes to... Julian Savir, he can't go anywhere, five metres scrum. Oh, what a play from Ireland. This is it, really. This is it for Ireland. They can put this in, this one out of reach. I don't expect, I do not expect them, unless they are demanded to by the referee, to release this ball from the scrum. Less than five minutes. Here's Heaslip. Well, he picks it up quickly and off he goes. Drops it off the Henshaw! Ruby Henshaw scores it! They did it! Handy conversion for Joey Carberry to make his contribution on debut. All Blacks charge. Up go the flags. This is history in the making, and they are really good for an island. They deserve this. And what a night it's going to be. What a triumph it is for Joe Smith. Kiwi boy who's engineered some real history. Into the grandstand it goes. Ireland beat the All Blacks for the first time. Andrew Porter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Not too bad, yeah. Sure. Busy, busy old Christmas, busy New Year's. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were playing good. right through. 
Yeah, sure. It's not nice to be kept busy, kept out of, keep myself out of mischief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Leinster have won every game in the URC, every game in Europe. Ireland won every game in the autumn. You obviously beat New Zealand in the summer and you just got your 100 cap for your province. Not a bad first half of the season. Yeah, like it's it's been very uh, hugely eventful and incredibly rewarding. Like it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible start to the season. But look, we, we haven't won any trophies yet. So that's 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 the goal. That's what yeah. we're striving for. So it's so strange for Leinster. Like near, for Leinster, nearly the better the first half of their season goes. The more people mention the end of the season because it's like, oh, for Leinster, it's binary. It's win the comp or nothing. It's kind of like Brazil in a World Cup. You know, where we say Brazil, they they've two results in a World Cup. They either win it or they don't. There's no like, oh, we did a, we made a semi and that was good. And it's kind of getting like that for Leinster in, in Europe and the URC. Yeah, like here, look, it's uh, obviously incredibly disappointing end to last season, uh, falling at the the final hurdle in the Champions Cup and the and the semi final in the in the URC. But uh, we're definitely going to use that as motivation for this season. And I think with the with some of the performances we put out there, especially in our first two Champions Cup games, uh, you can definitely see that from from the team and from the lads. They're definitely we're still hurting as a team. Uh, we still haven't forgotten that and I think like are you, yeah, do, do you use a previous season's results as a way to motivate yourself in the following season yeah I think you I think you you remember your your losses well personally I remember my losses better than I remember my victories so Roy Keane style yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember like they kind of stick out like a sore thumb for you like so it's yeah, it's 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 it, I think it's important to to remember and kind of learn from from those past experiences. But uh, when you yeah. go when you go on an unbeaten run like this, and it's it's pretty rare for any team in any sport. Do you get more relaxed as it goes on and almost forget what it's like to lose, or do you get more tense and like, oh god, we have to protect this unbeaten run? You can you can choose to look at it in, in those two ways. Like you can choose to let the kind of the pressure get get the better of you and and be like, oh, we got to keep this kind of streak going. We got to but then you're just focusing on that. You're not actually just focusing on just playing, playing the game. Like you're just, mm. it's it's a simple game at the end of the day, and, and that's what the coaches always just tell us: just just focus on the next game. Just obviously you want to keep winning, but like it's it's something I've kind of it's a it's, it takes discipline. Like it's it's something I take from the game, and I, I try to apply it to my daily life. Like I try to there's um, uh, Stu Lancaster showed us a video of. Uh, of a Navy SEAL, and it's you probably see it and tell you to make your bed in the morning, and that's yeah. that's the first the first task done out of the way, and then it kind of spurs you on to keep fulfilling the other small goals, and then they all culminate into into kind of that feeling of fulfillment at the end of the day. So it doesn't seem so overwhelming then in the end. Yeah, and I guess Andrew, for yourself and for your teammates to be winning this much you have to be enjoying your rugby on the field and for yourself at the moment playing loose head but you're the sort of loose head that gets involved a lot in turnovers you scored a couple of tries in New Zealand uh, you make a lot of tackles you carry the ball when you can what bit of it do you at this stage enjoy the most is the same as when you were a kid and started the game or does it change over time like what is it at the moment that is your favorite bit of rugby it's strange like kind of I can remember back to being like eight or nine years old playing for Old Wesley. My dad take me down to Old Wesley uh, down in Donnybrook at the time. Uh, and I used to just love being confrontational. I used to love 
being physical, I used to, I sure I was playing on the age group above me, like, because I was always the, the big kid when I was younger. So I loved throwing around a few scrum halves when I was younger. So I think it's, it suits me. I think it's, it's what I'm born to do, really. Yeah. You look at, you look at myself and then you look at, Jameson Gibson Park. Like we're playing two different sports. Like we're yeah. like he's a long distance runner. I'm a sumo wrestler. Just sort of, <laughs> or like a what a straw man trying to just shift a car or something. Like it's we're playing two different sports at the end of the day. Like realistically, uh, yeah. Well, look here. Uh, yeah, it takes it takes a certain type of personality, I think, to to excel in this game because like you need to constantly be improving and constantly getting better and have that kind of growth mindset and be able to take criticism whether it's constructive or if you're looking like i try not to look into the media too much but like you're taking constructive criticism from your teammates from your coaches and it's about having that growth mindset like i said just to be able to kind of keep getting better and kind of keep adapting and keep trucking on Andrew, how close a correlation is there between how your rugby is going and how you're feeling in your day-to-day life? If the career is going well, do you automatically sort of feel good about things in the rest of your life or can it go vice versa? Can, you know, you'd be feeling great in rugby, but actually things aren't so good on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, like it's, it's something I try to... It's, it's, like I say, it's something that I've had to work on. It's tough to switch off sometimes when you're... It, when things are going badly in terms of that, but like it's something that's definitely I've definitely tried to work on and try to try to leave it at the door. Uh, when I, especially when I come home, try to kind of switch off from rugby and just mentally switch between because when you're in when you're in training, you're you're on like you're on you're always on. So if you're if you're always on and you bring it home with you, you're just going to burn yourself out. So. Um, and that's what that's what I had done in the past, just overthinking things like that. And then it'd be just it'd be just bleeding into other parts of your life that you just don't you just don't need. So uh, it's something that I would have in the past. I would have read into everything about what people are saying about me. I would care at all. What like what's this people? What's this person saying now? And what's that person saying? But now I just I just focus on myself, and yeah. and that's that's something that obviously I'm here to. I'm launching the Attack Your Feelings campaign. Yeah. It's an incredible kind of well-being uh, site that helps you to sharpen your your mental your mental tools, your mental skills. Like it's it's like a physical skill. It's like training and like working on my passing or scrubbing or tackling. It's it's the same. You have to work on your mental skills as well, and that's kind of what's helped me distance myself from all those negative things that can kind of creep in into your kind of into your mentality sometimes and that's what kind of that's also helped me kind of leave leave my job at the door i think that's really kind of ended up in 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 more enjoyment for myself in the game and outside the game yeah i've always noticed in your interviews even from a young age you you spoke quite openly sort of about yourself and obviously about your mom naturally was that something that was always in you that you felt you could speak openly about things that happened in your life and how you were feeling yeah like it's 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 obviously something that had such a huge impact on me. And like, I know I'm not like, I'm not the only, I'm, I know I'm not special in, in the sense that I'm the only person this has happened to. This has happened to so many other people and worse. Like, but if I can share my experiences and how I dealt with it, and obviously I 
dealt with it kind of in the wrong way because I was obviously so young and trying to kind of articulate my way around the loss of my mom when I was 12 and how, how to deal with it, and how to not deal with it really. Like it's, if I can help, if I can help one, one or two people in, in that sense from my own experiences, uh, I'll, I'll take that because, because you never know the effect you're going to have on someone and you, the words you say um, can have such a profound effect on people. And yeah. That's why I think it's, it's incredibly important to the, the TYF app was founded in 2016. Obviously it wasn't around when, when, when I sadly lost my mom. So that's why I think it's incredibly important for people. Cause some people think, Oh, I don't want to reach out to this person. They're going to think differently. If I, open up to them they're going to think they're weak or something like that's that whole stigma around that but if that leads you to being able to open up and talk to someone that's incredible that's exactly why the app is there that's incredible it's 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 empowering i think for for people to be able to take that step that proactive step in their in their mental health and i think especially with the TYF schools campaign as well. It's getting more and more young people talking about mental health, which I mean, when I was in school, which wasn't even that long ago, like it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Cause we spoke to James Lowe about this as well. He's obviously connected to the campaign. And I just wonder how common is it now between sort of men of your age, not necessarily rugby players, but just, you know, amongst your pals to bring something like this up or say, look, there is an app or there is a process or there is, it's normal to feel this way, but there's something you can do about it. I think it's become, since I started to, to where I am now, it's definitely come a long way. It's, I think guys, especially from my own perspective, are are definitely more comfortable about sharing how they're feeling. Like, cause there, it isn't this big, thing where you'll be judged or ridiculed like especially in the environment we're in because everyone's in the same boat there like every well in terms of a professional sense but some people could be going through something completely different outside or be like you don't know what's going on i think people are getting more and more comfortable with asking like oh you okay oh do you want to talk about it oh no you don't want to talk about it that's okay but i'm always here if you need to talk to me that's that's the thing it's it's i think it's it's more the sense of letting people know that you're there to talk to them. So they, they know they have an outlet. They know they have, they've options, whether it's a person or an app or a, yeah. Yeah. They know they have that support network with them where when, when I was younger, I was like, I thought I was completely on my own. I felt like there was four brick walls around me closing in. And Mm. I was just, I felt completely alone when, I literally, I had everyone there. I had every resource. I had my family, my friends. I had great support networks. I had, obviously, I didn't have the TYF app back then, but I had I had so much there. And well, I think it's definitely a conversation that's getting easier to be talked about uh, today. Mm. How many years, so it happened, your mom died when you were 12. How many years was it before you could speak to people around you or speak publicly about it? I don't, I honestly don't even know. I think it was when I first probably maybe broke onto the, like when I first started kind of gained a bit of traction with when I started playing rugby. Mm. I think that's kind of helped me. It's given me such a great platform to speak to people and to kind of 
to share my knowledge, to share my own experiences to people that might be going through the same thing, if not worse. I can't pinpoint the exact time where I started. Kind of a long time, though. Yeah, it, it time. took it took a long time for me to actually be able to to open up to people, and I knew I knew the cause of why I was feeling, but I there was so much going on around me that it was just like if hey look if I did I might not be here today that kind of thing but I got help through my family through my friends and I think just it's incredible to see and how much it's kind of transformed today yeah you're pretty good at talking about today and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about it and good luck with the season the Wales game World Cup whatever's coming up for you thanks very much man hello everyone I'm just back from the embassy the embassy the embassy the embassy the ambassador's receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Monsieur, with this Rocher you're really spoiling us. Well, I had some pate, that's pretty French. Oh, Just canapes, man, you know what I mean? It's yours. Complete absence of Ferrero Rocher. Excellent. Lot of culture. Good manners in football. How many for our Rocher did you just so shove down your car? This is why you didn't get invited. As if the French ambassador would poison my palate with a Ferrero Rocher. Monsieur, with this Rocher you're really spoiling us. I was eyeball to eyeball with the French government's representative here in Ireland. We had US Murph on last week talking about Damar Hamlin. Just a quick update on this. It's the Buffalo Bills player who suffered cardiac arrest in the Monday Night Football game last week. Thankfully, Hamlin's condition has improved markedly since that mm. conversation with Brian on Wednesday night. He spoke to teammates on Friday, as posted, so, I think on Saturday, posted to social media and watched from his hospital bed. Live tweeted the game. Yesterday, yeah, live tweeted as the Bills played the Patriots. In the Hollywood version of this story, the Bills would do something totally unbelievable with the opening play of the game. Like, I don't know, have one of their players catch the kickoff and run in a 96-yard touchdown or something. Yeah, we'll keep everybody posted on Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. I mean, come on. <laughs> I watched it on. Yeah, I watched it live because uh, even when we were doing the TV guide on Friday's show, uh, I said it, and then afterwards I was like, "Actually, that could be amazing." So they, I, I love the way you get yourself excited by your own TV guide. Well, some, some, sometimes you're. Well, Murph said there, I yeah. really. Yeah, thinking well, about the weekend. Again, can I just say, it? first of all, great journalism, uh, and then second of all, I'm genuinely excited about this game. No, the once I saw that the Bills were going to be live, I kind of turned on like maybe 15 minutes beforehand just to see, you know, because mm-hmm. the Americans aren't, you know, they're not going to be backwards in, no. you know, pushing the emotional uh, uh, storyline to the front. So they broadcast the national anthem. Everyone's crying. Uh, the place is going absolutely mental before the kickoff. And I was like, you know, this is, this is pretty good. This could be a fr- uh, pretty good uh, first quarter. And then that happens. And the like, if there was a roof on that stadium, it would have been blown <laughs> off. It was yeah. like, it was a genuinely unbelievable moment to watch. And he did it again. Heinz did that yeah. again later in the game from even further back. From uh, fr- from a hundred, it was a 101 yard run in. So uh, it was f- uh, first time uh, someone had scored off two kickoffs, uh, off two kick returns in the same game since 2010. 
and it was the first uh, Bills player uh, in three seasons to score a, a run back and he did it twice in the one I game think, in this. I, th- I think they will be quite popular uh, winners this year of the Super Yeah, Bowl I heard them described as uh, everyone's second favourite team. There you go. We're going to be I talking GA tomorrow with Paul Flynn including the retirement from intercounty football of Lee Keegan who man who, man who represented everyone's second favourite team in game <laughs> football. Is that really true? That's- <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. No, but uh, no, certainly a, while there, a team. A yeah, a team that has captured the imagination. A player who captured the imagination. Lee Keegan, thirty-three years of age, retires. No great shock. Although it does seem to be somewhat of a surprise, right? Well, a bit of a surprise to Kevin McStay, who was very upbeat when he was talking about, oh, you know, we, we were, were very hopeful that that Lee will return to us after their first FBD League game last, or it was the challenge game against Sligo actually that they played last week. So um, even that is kind of an interesting angle to this that, yeah. you know, it would would have been very easy for McStay to say, well, listen, we don't know. We're going to give Lee Keegan as much time as he needs to make his mind up. That's not what he said last week. So uh, that alone kind of is uh, an interesting angle to this. It may have come as a little bit more of a shock to Kevin McStay than, you know, because Keegan has been speaking kind of like this since, like, October of last year, September, October of last year, that he would really have to sit down and have a big think about whether he was going I'm to come back this year. I'm always amazed at how managers don't and players don't communicate over these things and mm. often have totally different interpretations of what's about to happen. And maybe to be Stephen Cluxon, you know, is a different case with uh, with Desi Farrell last mm. year, but that caused him some issues over the last couple of years. And and this isn't. Got, you know, look, he's just retired. It's fine. It's, and McStay didn't think it was going to happen, but it seems quite interesting that that was only a very recent yeah. comment from McStay, and then suddenly, no, I'm gone. Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, once you make the decision, it's made, and then you announce it. So, you know, while he's still mulling it over, maybe You're McStay not thought he could. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah, and maybe maybe McStay thought he could subtly apply a bit of pressure on, yeah. say that you know, either way. Uh, it's the end of one of the all-time great football careers without a shadow of it we'll get into it tomorrow we will get into that with Paul Flynn on the show tomorrow in the meantime thanks I've got to thank everybody again thanks Ted thanks Murph thank you Ted thank you Ken thank you Simon thanks Simon thanks Ted thanks Ken thanks Ellen thanks Murph thank you Kieran. thanks for listening to Second Captain's Podcast part of the ACAST Creator Network you can hear the pod ad-free by becoming a member on secondcaptains.com That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 